Welcome to the New Jersey History Podcast. Here's a reading from the Big Book of New Jersey Ghost Stories by Patricia Martinelli and Charles Stansfield Jr. This one is called The Last Stop. Travel through Chatsworth on a warm summer night and you just might catch an echo of a tragedy that occurred near the small town on August 19, 1939. Some say that the ghosts of the hapless passengers who rode the Blue Comet that day still haunt the site where the luxury train derailed, allegedly resulting in the death of almost everyone on board. The Blue Comet was a specialty train that traveled from Jersey City down through the Pine Barrens. Owned and operated by the Central Railroad of New Jersey, the train made two round trips every day in less than three hours. It made a stop in Hamilton to pick up additional passengers before continuing on to Atlantic City. The Blue Comet was blue inside and out. The cars and the sleek diesel engines were blue, as were the seats, carpeting, and table linens. The men who worked the line wore blue uniforms, and the tickets purchased for the ride were also blue. It was immediately popular from the time it first started its run on February 21, 1929. At that time, Atlantic City had experienced a renaissance, and gambling, liquor, and sex were available almost everywhere in that wide open town. For 10 years, the train carried passengers back and forth from North Jersey to the Queen of Resorts, until one fateful day in August, when the rains began to fall. For many weeks, South Jersey had been experiencing a serious drought, but on August 19th, the sky turned overcast and released a torrential downpour that amounted to more than eight inches of rain falling within a few hours. Water flooded the rail line and when the Blue Comet hit the stretch near Chatsworth, it canted off the tracks. As brakes squealed and passengers screamed, the train slid to a stop. The result was a five-car derailment, injuring a number of passengers and causing damage to 500 feet of track. Local Pret residents described the crash as horrendous, and rumor had it that hundreds were killed in the wreck. But in actuality, the train was carrying only 49 people, and just one died. Locals may tell you that on certain rainy summer nights, the lonesome whistle of that old line can be heard in the winds, even though the rusting remains of the train still lie scattered along the abandoned search of track, which went out of use a few years later. If you listen closely, you might still hear the blue blast of air horn that once resounded through the Pine Barrens, letting area residents know that the Blue Comet was flying by on its final fatal run. One of the train's most important stops in the days prior to that fateful night was the small town of Chatsworth, situated just northeast of Batstow in the Pinelands. Many of the residents who currently live in the community have roots there that are as deep as those of some of the trees in the surrounding forest. They live in homes that were built as early as the 18th century, 
when Chatsworth was known as Shimon. In 1800, the 25,000-acre property that included Chatsworth was known as the J.D. Beers Tract, after New York realty tycoon. One of the town's oldest landmarks is the White Horse Inn, originally called the Shaman Hotel, which was built as a stagecoach stop in the early 19th century. The cedar-sided inn, with 11 fireplaces, remained in business as a boarding house for many years afterward before it was abandoned. Like many Pinelands communities, Chatsworth suffered when the iron and glass industries collapsed in the mid-19th century. Many longtime residents moved away in search of work. By the late 1800s, newcomers like Willis Jefferson Busby moved into town. Busby purchased the general store, which remained a family-owned business for almost 50 years. Like most general stores, it was a central location for residents to meet and exchange local news, as well as shop for goods such as food, hunting gear, sewing supplies, and farm equipment. After Busby died, his son Jack operated the store until his death. The owners that later ran the store apparently were not as capable as businessmen, however, because it was eventually sold for unpaid taxes. Like many Burlington County towns, Chatsworth depended heavily on cranberry production to ensure its survival. But when the residents worked hard to make a living, the town was also home to an exclusive private club whose blue-blooded members enjoyed the finest that money could buy. The club's founder was Prince Mario Ruspoli di Poggio Sosa, an attaché to the Italian embassy in Washington who had married Palma de Teleron Perigold, the granddaughter of an early landowner. Palma's dowry included 7,000 Pinelands acres with cranberry bogs. Around 1900, the prince built a luxurious Queen Anne-style villa near town, modeled after Chatsworth, the English country home of the Duke of Devonshire. To reinforce the idea of a country house surrounded by a village, he persuaded local officials to change the name of Shimong to Chatsworth. The prince built a lavish country club on the grounds of his estate as a private retreat for his wealthy friends and business associates. They soon formed the Chatsworth Park Company and purchased the property from him. Before long, about 700 members regularly visited the Chatsworth Club, including the Vanderbilts, the Astors, J.P. Morgan, Jay Gould, and U.S. Vice President Levi Morton. The nation's elite considered the Lakefront Chatsworth Club, with its stables, golf courses, and landscape trails, to be equal of Newport, Rhode Island, then one of the country's most vacation spots where the cottages of millionaires still stand along the coast. They often traveled there in private cars on trains like the Blue Comet. However, in 1907, the Trust Company of America foreclosed on the property. In November of that year, the court in Mount Holly ordered Sheriff Norcross to hold an auction for more than 5,000 acres owned by the Chatsworth Park Company. Abandoned in the years that followed, the Chatsworth Club made its end in the 1930s when a spark from the Blue Comet touched off a raging fire. 
about 200 homes still stood in Chatsworth in 1999. At that time, the Chatsworth Cranberry Company, formed almost a century ago, was the state's second largest producer of cranberries. Eight years later, National Geographic's Adventure Magazine dubbed the community one of America's best small towns because of the thriving ecosystem that surrounded Chatsworth. New owners resorted Busby's General Stores in the 1990s and restored it, preserved many of its original features, such as a fireplace dating from 1865, which still bears the footprints of raccoons that walked across the bricks before they'd completely dried. The store has been listed in the National Register of Historic Places, and its courthouse has been the site of many archaeological digs. The new owners of the White Horse Inn hope to restore it to its original condition someday. Although the Chatsworth Club has long since vanished into the surrounding forest, locals say that you can occasionally hear the tinkling of a piano accompanied by the voices and laughter of those who apparently still enjoy dancing the night away. That was an interesting story, and I like the stories in this book because they're not really scary. Like, they, like kids could listen to them. They're, they're not going to frighten anyone, give them nightmares. What I really liked about this story, and one of the reasons why I chose it, is because a listener suggested that I talk about transportation in New Jersey. And I think that's great, and I may have mentioned it in, in another episode, that I will be doing a segment on transportation. This season two, your first special programs will be, like I said before, on listener-suggested towns, like random towns. Then my next segment after that in season two will be on transportation. So you'll have your regularly scheduled episode every every other week, and then I'll be throwing in the readings, and I'll, and I'll be throwing in episodes on transportation. I'll talk about the parkway, the turnpike, different roads, and methods of transportation, steamboats, um, trains, and so on. So I hope you enjoyed that reading. And if you have any suggestions for something for me to read, like a story, I will gladly do that, especially with the Halloween theme coming up um, for the podcast in um, October. And if you like the setting of me sitting here reading a little bit more casually, I could do that. Um, Tank joined us because he was being very, very needy, so I figured he could use some attention. So again, if you ever have any suggestions, the New Jersey History Podcast at gmail.com. Join me on TikTok for some fun, Mr. KB History NJ. And of course, on Instagram, the New Jersey History Podcast and the New Jersey History Podcast channel on YouTube. And my regular YouTube for my students is Kyle Banner, which is my name. And if you are into history as much as I am, or you have kids who are in school or, or not, my other podcast is Simple Mr. Manners History Podcast for more of a overall um, history experience. Have a great night or day or morning. Maybe I'm putting you to sleep. Probably wouldn't be the first would wouldn't be the first time I put somebody to sleep. In bed. <laughs>